Well, hello everyone. Tim Kiefer, MIBTOnline.com. Thank you for joining us tonight on our annual high school playoff prep meeting. We've done this the last couple of years. We're, we do this meeting to get everybody ready for either finishing their high school season when things are starting to get a little bit tight, or as we enter the playoffs, as we know in playoff games, everything is tight. So most of the time. So we do this to try to get us prepared for those of us who are lucky enough to work in the postseason. But even if you're not working in the postseason, or you just happen to be a fan, you're going to learn a little bit more about football tonight, about football officiating, and the things that we do to make the game better. Because that's what we do here. We try to make the game better through the official. That is our mission here at MIBT Online. So I want to thank everybody for joining us. We got a lot to get through tonight. So we're going to try to bang everything out. One, two, three. We're going to bring the panel in here in a moment, but um, actually, you know what? I'm going to bring I'm going to bring the, the panel in here first. So I think that's a good idea. We're going to start out with our guy. There he is, Robert Yabara. Robert's going to be manning the the text and the chat in the uh, MIBT portals. And uh, so he, there is our friend Robert. Robert, how are you doing tonight? Oh, hang on, Robert. I got to turn your audio on. It's my fault. I do that every time because you guys like to do that that cross talk. So, uh, anyways, Robert, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm I'm thirsty to hear from our viewers. It's going to be a large group tonight. A lot to learn. A lot of video to discuss. Thank you for hosting. All right. Well, we're going to get to it here in just a second. I'd also uh, like to bring in our uh, expert, Mr. Bill Lamagne, who is kind enough to join us as well. Bill, how are you today? Good night in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, rain stopped from yesterday, so it was just a cool day, but not bad. Well, we're, once again, we're happy to have Bill here as well. And we've got with us as well, Mike Billica. Mike is with us. Mike, how are you? Doing great. It's great to talk about playoff football. Can't wait. All right, perfect. We're happy to have Mike with us as well. So let's get to our, like I said, we're going to get to our meeting we're going to, I'll give you the guidelines of what we're going to talk about tonight. So here it is. It's a playoff prep meeting. We have 12 plays that we're going to go through. We're going to focus in on some trick plays, game management, general mechanics, rule review, and anything else that might come up. So what we mean by this is that every, our, our first few plays will be trick plays, but we're going to talk about all of these in all of our plays. And if you have anything that you want to add or questions that, that might come up throughout the evening, here is our text line. You can text us there, 844-437-4345. Best way to get a hold of us. Or if you're in the chat, I forgot to mention that Mike is going to be looking at the YouTube chat. So if you happen to be on YouTube tonight, because we're streaming everywhere, we're streaming free. So uh, you can chat on the YouTube chat as well. And Mike will We'll be sure to relay that to us so we can get any questions answered. Or you can just text us, and then Robert will get the text, free text or whatever, you know, your data rate supply or whatever, but you can just text us, and boom, 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 there we go. So, like I said, a lot to get to tonight. We're going to start off with our first play. Let me uh, get that ready to go here, and uh, let's see. We'll get that up and running. Hopefully everybody's had a chance to... In some parts of the country, they'll eat their dinner. They're still eating dinner. Or here in the West Coast, we haven't had dinner yet, maybe. So, all right, let's go wide on our first play. 
So you can see right off the bat in our first play, we've got a little shadow here. So I want you to focus in on our shadowed player. You're going to see this play a couple different times. Here we go. This is our first trick play, I'll call it, of the evening. You'll see that the player here catches the ball. Yeah, it looks, looks pretty good, right? It's player. Well, wait a minute. What number is that player? Uh-oh. We're about to find out. Let's Here's a replay. Looks like it might be number 76 catching a pass. So, can number 76 catch a pass? That becomes the question. Well, number 76 can catch a pass, but he can only catch a certain type of pass. And I don't think it's this one. Because if you look, if you look at our, our official down here at the bottom, who's actually officiating it very well, if you look down here, he is punching that as a forward pass because if we walk it back, you can see where the quarterback throws the ball and where the, the trajectory of the ball is definitely forward. It looks like a good yard and a half to two yards forward, maybe even a little bit more. And our, our official is right on that. He's got it. He's got a, a forward pass. So the thing is, is that Number 76 is not eligible, whether he's at the end of the line or not, to catch a forward pass by rule, right? Ineligible by number, cannot catch a pass in high school. We don't have the reporting, and I think everybody knows that. But the reason why this play is important, and I'm going to go to Robert here in a minute because he may have a little bit more perspective on it, but the reason why we're, we're, we're showing this play is that this is a, a new play that a lot of high schools are putting in. And the reason they're putting it in is because a, a year ago or a couple years ago, a team actually in this conference won a semifinal on a similar play. The difference is that the ball was backwards and then the guy ran it in, not forward. So this is a popular play. You may see this in your playoff game as a, you know, last second, you know, throwing out all the all the uh, stops, you might see the tackle eligible, even though he's not eligible, he can catch a backward pass, can't catch a forward pass. You, you could see this. So that's why we are showing this play because it is applicable. And I wanna get back to the play in a moment, but first off, I'm gonna, because there's a couple other aspects of it that we're gonna go through before we move to our next one. But I'll bring in Robert here real quick on this one. And Robert, you know, you were on the game here um, so what was your perspective when it happened? And we don't show the, the call ended up getting, we ended up getting the correct call, but it took a while. We're going to get, I'm going to walk through that here in a second, but what was your perspective on the game? Yeah, just a couple elements that most fans or viewers wouldn't know is the fact that the coach didn't mention to our crew before the game that they were going to, um, execute this play. And we, of course, reminded the head coach that, of course, since the player is not eligible by number. Uh, that that pass needed to be a backward pass. And the coach, of course, understood that. It was not executed as described to us. However, we were not surprised when it was occurring. Our wing, as you sh as it's shown there in the, the video, did punch forward. But during the live ball, as this pass is being thrown, our referee was on the headset. So we had O2Os, which is official to official radios. And we were communicating, our referee was communicating on the radio. I have that as forward. I have that as forward and he wanted confirmation from the wing because he couldn't see the wing's arm. So at the end of the play, there is a 
quick, easy discussion. Yes, that pass was forward. We knew it was received by number 76, which is an illegal touching. So we did have a five-yard penalty marked from the spot of that first touching with the loss of down as far as the penalty enforcement. There was no surprise. We were fortunate. The team that executed a play, although did not agree with us after we enforced the penalty, a um, few plays later, they had a TV screen behind their sideline. They saw the replay on their own, and then they agreed that we did enforce it properly. So uh, that's that's kind of the inside scoop on, on that situation. It's kind of funny how a lot of these teams are going to those plays right away. Now, we're not allowed to use replay in high school. We shouldn't, and they shouldn't be referencing it. But it's fun sometimes when they tell you you got it right. And it's amazing how many times they do tell us we got it right in a play like this. I, let's go through the penalty enforcement real quick before we move on to our next play because that was the next, next aspect of this play. So the referee had it as forward, which is fine, but it really does fall on, from a mechanic standpoint, it really would fall on this official or maybe the backside um, wing if, if or flank. They're the ones who are going to really know if it's forward or backward. And I think if, I am, if I'm the referee and I have it forward and I know number 76 had caught the pass, I am probably throwing a flag. And you know what? If I'm wrong, that's fine because we can pick it up after I talk. But this spot is important. And I think Robert said they did do it at the spot, but if we don't have anybody throwing a flag here, are we guessing on the spot or did somebody remember it? Hopefully somebody did. But remember, this is a loose ball play. This play is a loose ball play because of forward pass. However, and so then the, the, uh, the spot of enforcement on a play like this is the previous spot. Loose ball plays is a previous spot enforcement. However, the foul occurs behind the basic spot. So the basic spot is the previous spot, but the foul occurs behind the basic spot right here. So then we're gonna walk off our penalty from the spot of the foul on this play. So just remember, we have to walk through our penalty enforcement and make sure that we do a play, or we, we enforce a play like this correctly. A lot of times, Oh yeah, we just go to the spot. Well, let's get to the spot of the foul properly and then enforce it that way based off of our sound penalty enforcement. So that way when we have a, a, a screwy one, we're always walking through the same process of penalty enforcement. What was the type of play? Loose ball play, previous spot, but the foul occurs behind the basic spot, so we're going to the spot of the foul. Five yards, lost it down, they got it right. So if this happens in your game, be, uh, be wary of that tackle eligible play because the tackles aren't eligible but you'll you may see it so that's our first play and uh you know actually before i i do that i'm gonna bring robert in real quick again robert do we have any uh, text or chats or questions or anything like that yeah the, just some some comments you know there was no reporting there in there are officials on on board that do both collegiate and high school and, uh, and, and we do have good chat discussing that in high school. You, you can't report this to make it legal, you know, on a forward pass, just, just as a reminder. So thank you, Mike Billica, for, uh, for communicating that along with these other viewers that are commenting on this issue. Yeah, that, yeah there is no reporting. I thought it was very clear. I'll be very clear again. No reporting. You can't report in high school. That is not a rule in high school football. Uh, hasn't been, but... Uh, Backward pass, anybody can catch a backward pass. Anybody on the field can catch a backward pass, not a forward pass. All right, so our next play, I just got this play literally a few hours ago. And this one is a nutty play. It's off of TikTok, so hopefully you can see it. I know it's got that weird justification. But you can see it says wrong ball trick play. And now the quarterback is under center, okay? He's under center, and the center gives him the ball 
and this and now the quarterback is walking to the sideline saying wrong ball wrong ball and he turns and runs up and now you've got run Johnny run we got a touchdown now if you look going back to the beginning of the play I mean technically that's a legal snap but he's saying wrong this is the wrong ball and the center gives him the wrong ball between his legs and now he is going to say all right wrong ball wrong ball and turn and run so I am going to bring in I'm going to bring in Bill on this one to 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 start off to start off the discussion because this one is one of those crazy ones where you go really and <laughs> Bill we can make you know trick plays this time of year people are going to you know the teams are going to you know throw caution to the wind and do stuff like this to try to get that edge you see a play like this i mean we can walk through legal illegal how would you or what would you what would you go or what would you do if you saw a play like this i'll give, I'll give you two things first of all it, it is illegal yeah this is not football uh that type of deception of getting everybody to stop uh as you go to the sideline uh 15 yards previous spot um, and, I, and I might hit the head coach with it. Um, the, the other thing, and this was something I recommended once in a youth football game, was when he comes out of there and says, wrong ball, wrong ball, blow the whistle, take the ball, walk him to the sideline, say, let me get you the right ball. And I'd tell the coach, you pull this stunt again, and this is what it's going to cost you, along with the unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, now we'll get the ball back, but don't don't pull a play like this again. So, but not they illegal, period. So Doesn't I mean, and, and hopefully, like you mentioned, like if a coach says something to us like this before the game and it describes a play, we can just nip it in the bud there. But sometimes they don't they don't share this stuff with us, unfortunately, on a play like this, and then we uh, we just have to rule rule as such. So I'm going to throw it over to Robert here real quick. Robert, any uh, chats or, or text on this one? Does everybody seem to agree? Does anybody think that, hey, if they execute it right, they get this play? Okay. Uh, Brian from Alaska is saying, kill it, UNS, all day long. We, we cannot allow this travesty to be happening in our game. So that that that's a great comment by Brian, and we thank him for that. Kind of echoes what uh, uh, what Bill was saying, but we do have a question from a viewer that's asking, what if they're saying or asking something other than about the ball? What if it does, they don't say something's wrong with the ball, but they're just moving in an awkwardly way towards the sideline? Do you have comments related to that? So that's another one that we have seen. That's a good question in regards to if the quarterback just starts turning and says something like, I need the play, I need the play in a, in a motion doing something to distract the defense and now they like they snap it to the up back we've seen that play before as well I'll, I'll, I'll go back to bill and then i'm gonna go to mike on this one because these this is more of a there's a lot of like um opinion on this on, on the legal illegal i i tend to agree with bill and i'll give you my opinion on on handling this play but bill if what if the quarterback says something else and then they 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 actually snap it to an up back or or somebody where how how are you what's your line here on this you know football is a game of deception and that's the argument that you're going to get from people that say these things should be legal but from how you described it again i have an illegal play like brian said shut it down tag the coach with 15 you know and tell him play football uh, okay. no place in the game for these things play football 
play football. All right, I like it. I'm going to go to Mike now. Mike, anything on uh, on the uh, uh, Yahoo or I'm sorry, the uh, YouTube chat or what's your opinion on this if you were to see a play like this? Oh, this is definitely deception, and this is the unsportsmanlike variety. Um, this is it's also important that we don't treat this like a dead ball foul that's normally unsportsmanlike that happens during a play. This is unsportsmanlike conduct at the snap. So that means we have the ability by rule to enforce from previous spot. If we don't consider this to be unsportsmanlike until he's running down the sideline, by rule, it's a succeeding spot. So we want to make sure that they don't get to keep the touchdown and then go 15 yards from the kickoff. So I actually have a little bit of a different take on this play. I don't think it's legal, but I, Bill mentioned it. I don't know if I'm going to penalize this. What I'm going to do is when he says it's the wrong ball, I'm going to believe I, as the official, made the mistake. We have the wrong ball in there. We gave the team the wrong ball, and I'm going to kill it. Now, Bill did mention it, so I'm not going to take all the credit, but I don't even know if I'm going to go penalty on this. I'm just going to kill it, say you got the wrong ball, and if the coach starts going, no, your player said you had the wrong ball. We have to get you the right ball. We're playing with, with incorrect equipment. That's, I think, how personally I'm going to handle it. We're not even going to get to this point. We're not going to get to a foul because I'm going to say let's get the right ball in if you really, truly, in fact, have the wrong ball. All right, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll throw it back to Robert here just for a second. Any last-minute uh, uh, texts or questions on this, and we'll move on. Well, first, our viewers value what you're saying, Tim and Bill and Mike, and, and that's very, very well-received. So we can move on. Although they all deem it to be an unfair act, they all deem it to be unsportsmanlike conduct, but they really do embrace what you're saying. Kill it, and let's move on. And let the coach know on, on, on the sideline, hey, listen, we're, we're not having this in our contest today. Nope, I, I, I think that's how – and if you're, if you're on the, the fence of I don't want to penalize this, kill it. Just call it. Let's go. Let's get the right ball and let's play some real football. All right, on to our next one here. So I'm going to pull the text line down just for a moment. So this play here, we're going to see – this looks like a standard formation. It's first and ten. No problems. Everything looks great, okay? So now, this is another one that we're seeing a lot of teams run. They like to spread. They like to take their linemen and spread them out. All right, so when you see this right here, as officials, what are we thinking? Are we, are we getting a little nervous? Are we going to be like, uh-oh, how are we going to officiate a play like this when we see everybody spread out? Because... This isn't the A11 or the A1 or whatever like that was offense was from a few years ago. This is simply a spread formation where the linemen, interior linemen are still covered up. They're still interior linemen. They're just not in your, your standard or normal positioning. I would say when you, see a, a, when you see a formation like this, the one thing that we didn't mention about <laughs> trick plays is that if a team is going to run a trick play, not like the one we just had, but maybe like the one we had before, forward, backward pass, or play like this, it's got to be perfect. So where there might be times where we might let, if this was a slot back, slide a little bit, you know, blade of, blade of grass type of a thing. If they're going to run, put this guy out here and this guy out there, they better clearly be on the line of scrimmage. I mean, this better, I mean, his helmet better be, be breaking, you know, the way you know, the center. I mean, it, it's got to be clear that they're on the line of scrimmage. If they're going to try to run a goofy formation like this, you want to make it be legal, where, like I said, other times we might not. 
So I'm going to let this play run out, and there's some interesting things that happen. Like from a, from a standpoint of now, it ends up being a, a pass behind the line of, or yeah, it's behind the line of scrimmage. So really, it doesn't matter in regards to our blocking. It would matter on a legal formation. Um, our eligibility doesn't come into play here since it's a pass to uh, a back. And we, you know, it's not like the other play we had. But I do want to talk to Robert real quick from a mechanics standpoint. And because I'm curious from Robert, Robert, you see a formation like this as a back judge. I'll go back to the play so you can kind of walk through. Where are you keen? If you see a wide formation like this, what are where is your key now as a back judge go? Yeah, I mean, to that point, you go to the you, you still have to go to your fundamentals and you look at your strength. You look to see if any player is pressed, right? And in this particular situation, you have breathing. You you have absolute a lot of breathing. No one's pressed. Uh, and and to that point, now you you're going to read the play and let it come to you. So, Tim, in this case, it looks balanced based on the number of receivers on both sides. Obviously, your strength now, by definition, will be to the line judge side. But that's just by definition. Once the ball snapped, you're going you're gonna to read the play and let it breathe out to you as a back judge. All right, I like it. So that's where I, I would agree with that. You're just going to kind of read the play. No one is pressed. So let's go from there. Now, I'm going to let the play go now. So now we know where everybody's looking. I want you to focus in on what happens at the end here. So now you've got this player here, and now, I don't know if you saw that, you're going to get a replay of this, a close-up replay of the takedown by the defender. Here it is again in real time. So my question now to everyone out there, and I'll put the text line up there again, is, is this a, is this a, legal, a legal takedown or a legal play or a legal tackle? or however you want to call it. We're going to start with, uh, with Mike on this one. Mike, do you have this as a – is the defense legal? You can take him down. I mean, he's a runner, right? Yeah, he's allowed to go after the runner. He's um, – you know, we, we have the um, – there's the old tripping rule that I don't see happening here on this play. I just see him diving after the, uh, the, the runner. I also see him maybe getting pushed somewhat in the back into the runner which wouldn't be a foul there either. Um, I don't see anything you did illegal. I may need to watch it again, and you may need to tell me what I'm looking for. No, I mean, I'm looking here at, at, at the end of the play. We'll go back to the play, and I'm sure Robert's going to be getting some text on this, and I'll ask Bill here after I play it one more time. Because remember, I will say this. Remember in high school, they changed the rule a few years ago. You used to be able to trip the runner in high school. That was the only person that could be tripped. And they changed it a few years ago where now you cannot have tripping at all. Anywhere on the field, it's illegal personal contact. So going back to the play, you have to ask yourself right here on the slow-mo, is this a trip? Does this fall into the definition of a trip by his contact there? Now, we, like I said, we're, we're just looking at this at one angle. But you have to ask yourself, is because if it is, then it's a foul. It doesn't, I can't take the runner down in this method if I believe this to be a trip. So I'm going to go to, I'll go to Bill now on this one. Bill, is this a trip? Do you think that the, that the, the runner was tripped by the defender? If, he's, if his action was on his own to go down into that quote slide feet first, then you'd have a trip. But I, I, 
think the benefit of doubt is going to go to it not being a trip. He, uh, hands in the back, he might be being pulled down from behind. From this camera angle, I can't tell. But if if that's as a result of that block, legal or illegal, that put the defender down, then I'd say no trip. All right. So you're going to go. You're going if you if you believe that from that angle. No, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I'm going to go to, I'm going to pull Robert back in on this one. Robert, tell me what the texts are, but I'm going to ask you a specific question as well about this play. Player safety. This is a player safety foul. So in the end, if we have doubt, you know, I, to Bill's point, to Mike's point, but if we have doubt, we're probably going to have to call on this because it is a player safety foul. And just let me know what the, what the viewers are saying as well. Yeah, what the viewers are saying is is foul for tripping. Bart Newman, thank you for chiming in. You know, he's he's a state final official, excellent official. Scott Sutherland, thank you so much for chiming in. We we have this as a, as a, as a as a foul for tripping. Now, you could have offsetting fouls. We do have, you know, some viewers that deem that that contact by uh, the offensive player uh, possibly blocking illegally. You know that that that's one where well. You know what? We're not really focused on that, but if if that's what you call, I see that. But at the same time, some some of viewers are even kind of associating this to a soccer player because in soccer you have you know the 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 sliding kick uh, to dislodge the ball from 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 a player. So they kind of associated that kind of a mechanic play in this particular situation, which I can see officiating soccer. I see that as a as a viable mechanic by the player. He's slide kicking uh, to his opponent. So safety, if, if you're airing on safety, supported, is this a foul by definition? If you deem it to be a trip, that's how you would have to explain your judgment. We have tripping. We deemed it that that was the action by the player. So airing okay. on safety is a positive. I my personal opinion on this play is, is I'm very comfortable with a tripping fall here. And I don't see, and I'm going to go back to the play, I do not see the defense or the offensive player on the block, the potential block, extending arms. Remember, touching is not a foul. We're looking for, I'm looking for an extension. I don't see it till after he's already on the ground. You see he's kind of touching, touching, touching. And now you see, like, he's already on the ground when he kind of gets, when you see that extension, at least in my opinion. So I'm probably not going to equate that action to a foul, but I would most, I would be good with a, with a trip on this. From the safety, from this player safety aspect of it, it does, to me, appear to be a side tackle, but we are looking at it from an angle. I would much prefer to look at it from the angle that the official was. And by the way, the official did throw, I believe, a flag on this as a, uh, an illegal block, or I'm sorry, an illegal uh, tripping, a, a tackle. And Robert, I see, I see your face. You got something else, Robert? Yeah, we, we have a lot of comments on on what they're calling. We have some officials that are calling a foul for a block in the back and also for an illegal tripping foul. You know, and and that's great. You know, as long as you can explain your judgment. And also, Tim, I love what you're saying here. If we err on player safety, that's what we want to have a mindset going into our contest there is a safety element related to that and uh, and if you're erring on that judgment then then i think you're doing an excellent job you're definitely giving 100 percent in your effort right and if you can explain you saw what you saw you call what you call so I, I i agree with that so thank you for everybody who's chiming in we're having a lot of fun tonight but we're moving on to our 
next play. Lots of plays to get to. We're on to our play number three here. So let me get that one up ready to go. This is another, I'll call it a quasi-trick play. It ends up not really being that, but you're starting to see a lot of this. You're going to see where the, they're shifting around, and now the, the, the player that's, in, that's closest to us is on the end. You see four in the backfield. And as the play goes out, just focus in on those two players because you're going to see what ends up happening. This ends up being a run, so it ends up not being an issue. But the guy inside is actually number 80. You can see he's blocked. So it's a run, not a problem. But it's important to note that on these types of plays, where everybody is. And if you're the, the uh, short wing or the, the, the sideline official, you need to know that this guy is covered. And the reason is, is because if they end up passing the ball on this play, and that number 80 goes downfield, you have to know that. You have to know that they were covered. And they're doing this. Teams are doing this on purpose. They are covering up eligible receivers to confuse the defense to see if they can draw coverage, knowing that either they're going to do a swing pass, they're going to do a you know, behind-line scrimmage, they're going to do a run, they're going to do something that's not going to be illegal, but they're trying to draw coverage away and confuse the defense in regards to who is eligible and who is not. So it is important that we rule and judge a play like this and not try to, or to not try to put that guy in the backfield saying, what is he covering up the, you know, using our football RQ and saying, why is he covering up the tight end? And maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they do want to cover up the tight end. So before we, uh, before we move on uh, to our next play, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring Mike in on this real quick. So Mike, I'm sure you've probably seen this a lot where people are covering up the tight end or covering up an eligible receiver to confuse the defense. Mm -hmm. I, I, have you experienced that yourself? I have, and we have uh, tight ends that are running one-yard drag routes. So they're taking a hard step downfield and then just running a play right down the side, right down the line of scrimmage, again, trying to draw coverage. And then they can go ahead and throw the ball down the field as far as the coaches are concerned because that, that, that receiver didn't go downfield. As long as he doesn't go two yards downfield, right, they get the expanded neutral zone. So um, we right. have to be aware of that, and we have to hold that line of scrimmage and, uh, and make sure we officiate that whenever we have eligible numbers covered. Right. So, and remember, they still have to—they still have to comply with all the formation, you know, numbering rules, unless they're in a numbering exception uh, situation, which downs one through three can only be the long snapper, and somebody's got to be ten yards back or in a position to kick a field goal. Remember that. Or if it's fourth down, then it, they can do whatever. But in regards to, they have to be in that formation. Somebody's got to be ten yards behind or you've got to have somebody in position to catch the ball, hold their seven yards and somebody three yards in a position to kick the ball. So that's just a real quick reminder. They can't, you know, if they're going to run a formation like this and try to confuse the defense, it better be a legal formation. Robert, I see you smiling. I'm going to throw the text line up. I'm sure people already have it, but what do you got? You got anything from the text? No, they're, they're, they're just enjoying what you're, the dialogue. They're enjoying all these plays, Tim. I say keep going. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> all right well we'll keep it we'll keep it rolling just this is all good stuff it's gonna it's gonna get better here as we move on all right so now to our now to our next play and we talked a little bit about plays like this uh we actually did a whole meeting on onside kicks but i wanted to rem remind everybody about onside kicks as we get through the playoffs 
because they're going to even, you know, like I said, everything's going to become a little bit more tighter in regards to how we call things. We want to make sure that we're ready to go for an onside kick. We should always be ready for an onside kick, no matter what down or what time it is in the game. But here you go. I'm going to pull the text line down so we can see the full view of the play. Here we go. We got this play here. It's an onside kick. So you got a block that happens pretty much right at the, the time the ball was potentially touched by or, or recovered by the kicking team. Here's a slow-mo replay of it. All right. So my, your question is, it's right there. Does that block occur prior to the ball going 10 yards? It is really, really, really close. And you know what? We're not down the line of scrimmage. We're not looking at this one you know, from that vantage point. So on a play like this, it, whatever the officials call, we're going with it. But were they ready? If you're the official who's on this receiver's restraining line, are you ready for a barn burner like this to be able to rule on whether or not that contact occurs, that a potential legal block? Because remember, the kicking team is restricted from blocking on a free kick until they're eligible to touch the ball. When are they eligible to touch the ball? When it goes 10 yards or a receiving team touches the blah, blah, blah. But let's just leave it at the 10-yard thing on this play so we're not, we don't confuse it. That's when they can block. It's really close. I'm going to go with the officials on this play. But I want Bill to keep an eye because I'm going to come to Bill here in a minute. I'm going to let this play continue to play out. And there's a couple of things I want to point out that could be important as we move forward through whatever games we have. All right, so whether we call this or not, we'll just leave it. Now, just watch the play. Now, watch the officials. You've got, you've got the official at the bottom. You have the official at the top. Nobody, I mean, starting the clock. We do te technically have a, a legal touching here. We have the ball touched. This isn't a fair catch. This is a quick recovery, but we probably should get a wind and then a kill. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm hoping that that's what we would do on this play because time matters usually in these situations. Now, but they are killing the clock, so we never started it, but we're killing it. All right, I don't see, you know, a point or any direction you know, the, the, the official at the top of the screen is kind of coming in hard, but we don't, it's just kind of like, and the ball, everybody's walking away. You would think at this point, we are signaling possession. Somebody's got something here. And if we don't, then if we need to get together, maybe we need to hustle a little bit more to get together, just show that we, we have to talk about this one. But I'd be looking for a possession uh, point at this point in this play. But as I let it continue, I want, you to, I want you to focus in on the bottom of the screen and out there in viewer land. I want you to think about if you were the officials on this game. Look at the coach. Look at the coaches. Look at the coaches. So you see the coaches where they're at. You can kind of see, they're, 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 you know, it looks like an, one coach is very animated. He's pointing. The other coach is all the way out, kind of walking. And this official is walking away from, you know, the potential conflict or whatever you may want to call it. So I'm going to go to Bill. Bill, how would you like, you know, if you're, this was your crew and you were the crew chief, or maybe you were this official, A, how would you like to, this to be handled by your crew? Or B, if it's, if it's uh, you, the official, how would you handle something like this? Just looking at it as an isolated play, I like the way the official handled it. Just move away from it. You know, you're going to get an opportunity then once you teammates or your crewmates see what you're spotting the ball uh, to head back to the sideline and that uh, coach better come with you or he better beat you to the sideline. Um, if you've got a game where I've had enough discussions with the coach and now this one happens, that could be a different situation. 
But just just as a pure play that I'm seeing for the first time and don't know the game tempo and situations, I like the way he handled it. Okay, so you you're like the walking away and just kind of kind of leave it leave it behind you. All right, I'm going to ask Mike uh, well, what the other, his opinion. The other part yeah. to it too is is that you know I keep I keep walking in on this here. If I am going to get him for a flag for it, it's going to be darn. I mean, it's pretty obvious now, but it's going to be more obvious because he's going to follow me in even further. Okay, that's that's fair. So I'm going to bring Mike in. Mike, this happens to you if you're the official here, or I mean, how would you handle it? Would you uh, do something different? Um, you know, I, I think that if he gets out past the numbers, I think that's that's a big warning. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him, Coach, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. Um, you know, I'll try I'll try to try to diffuse it as much as I can. But like like Bill said, I'm gonna keep coming in because. Um, you know, if he comes all the way out uh, onto the field protesting a call, that's an unsportsmanlike conduct act. And uh, the best way to nip that in the bud is is um, with the flag. I think if we if we gave him that warning, we talked to him already. Um, but as Bill said, it this is the first time. This is a critical play. Everybody's animated. There's a lot of passion. You know, I'll give the coach a little bit of rope, but. Um, you know, I'm I'm also not going to let him off if he if he's protesting out on the field. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'll give you my opinion on this here in a second. I'm gonna bring in I'm gonna bring in Robert and see what uh, what we're how how are we uh, doing out there in uh, viewer land? What are some of the viewers' comments on this? You know, Tim, there are a lot of comments about that block. They want to re revisit it when we have an opportunity to see if if the kicking player lower the crown of his helmet and and then brian from alaska saying hey this is a money call you gotta you gotta make a decision and um and and sell it so i i really respect him saying that but yeah there were a lot of there were a lot of viewers that wanted that shot there tim good job i, I don't it. think he's lowering his helmet at all actually he, if you can kind of see i know it might be a little bit blurry on your end but he's you can no. he can he see he can see what he's hitting and they happen to maybe their face mask or maybe the top of their helmets tend to collide. But I see arms in front. I don't. I don't see personally. I don't see this as a uh, as him leading with his helmet or, or using it, you know, as a weapon. Or I just I see this as a block personally. And you'll see it in real time. I mean, I just yeah. It's if, I guess in real time it looks a little worse than it is. But I think this is just football, and sometimes heads heads clank, unfortunately. So. Um, personally, I don't have it. So that was that it, uh, Robert, pretty much everybody. Yeah. What about the coaches? Anybody saying anything about that? Uh, they're, they're probably a little bit, I may need a, another half a minute to review the. Okay. That's fine. Page. I'll give you my take on this. I actually, yeah. I tend to disagree with Bill and Mike on this. I don't know if, if I'm going to handle this, if I'm this wing official, and I guess you're going to have to know the, the climate of the game, you know, if this is the first time and if it's a, you know, banger or whatever. But I think if, First off, I'm going to be signaling something before I, right now. If I've got, I'm going to, if I'm this official, I'm signaling first down one way or the other. Then I might turn around. I might turn around right at this point, right here, and start coming back, start coming back and pulling these guys with me. Because I'm telling you, from a film standpoint, this looks terrible. I, I just don't think this looks very good. It looks like the official's ignoring the situation. He's not dealing with it. You have coaches out to the numbers protesting a call. This is, I need, I believe this needs to be handled. I would have handled it differently. This official, like, but you know, this, 
to all you know, due respect to, to, to Mike and Bill on this, I just am going to turn around. I want these guys to come with me and get off. And because I don't, to be honest with you, my personal philosophy is I don't really care what they're saying. And I, I've, I feel like I have a thick skin and they can yell and scream at me all they want on the white. I don't care. Well, they don't have a white on this field, but I want them off the field. I want this spectacle, whatever it is, to happen on the sideline, not on the field. That's just my take on it personally. So, Robert, I see kind of typing away over there. Uh, anybody uh, out there have something different? No, I, you know, you saw me typing because we're, we're getting asked what if questions, Tim. So I was I was responding to them, which I think are valid, but I don't want to confuse all the viewers at once. Uh, so if we have closure on, on this takeaway on how you're handling it, then we can move on to the what ifs. But I don't want to muddy the water quite yet. All right. Well, let's head uh, let's head on to our next play then. So this okay, one. Well, okay. So we're, if we're Tim, uh, wait, let me pause you there. If you're done with that, do you want to add a what if to this? play situation well i mean we we can add a what if if it's pertinent if you believe it's pertinent i responded back to this viewer if they come back with more questions then then i'll come back to you so let's All move right, forward cool we're gonna go to our next we're gonna go to our next play then but i appreciate the feedback really i do all right so here we go pull the text line down here real quick all right so we're gonna look at this play it happens at the end of the play all right, so you're going to see it at the end of the play. You're going to get a couple of different replays of this. You're going to get, you're going to see the contact. Now, your my question for you is: Is this contact legal or illegal? Now we have to we have to ask ourselves: Is this a defenseless player? Is this a defenseless receiver? What type of contact is was there? Is this a target? Was the contact unnecessary? To incite roughness, does it? I mean, just because he's defenseless, we have to have another aspect of what type of contact is this a non-football act? Ask yourself that question on on a play like this. One more time, you'll see it in slow motion. Do we have? I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, we we'll get to watch it in slow motion. I'll watch it in. You know, we should watch it in real time too, because in real time it could look different. I mean, it does look like a a tough hit. Now, I don't know if you can see at the top of the screen, the back judge is throwing a flag for illegal contact on this one so now you know the question becomes do you have illegal contact i'll start with uh with mike on this play mike you see this play you're the back judge you're the wing official do you have illegal contact no no he went in wrapping um yeah he hit him hard but um he hit him low he he went down to the ground with him uh, he, there was no rise. There was no launch. Um, there was nothing hit that indicates unnecessary roughness to me. Okay, cool. I'm going to go to Bill now. Bill, on, a, on this play, do you have? Would you have an illegal contact of of any sort? No, I think our angles from the side here is better than what the back judge saw. He probably saw the helmet disappear from the uh, defender and uh, made an assumption of the hit with the helmet, but. I'd like to see this wing on this side uh, find out from the uh, the back judge what he's got, and then I would like to see this wing official t take him off the call. I agree with that. I, I think this is legal contact, and I would have liked to have seen that the back judge and the wing official talk. Now, we're going to go back to the play, and I'm going to have Robert comment on this aspect of the play, and, and Bill and, and Mike, you can con uh, comment as well. Kind of along the lines of the other play. 
So here it is again in, in slow motion, but then you're gonna get it in real time again. And I want you to focus on the coach on that sideline, down here at the bottom of the screen, who's right on the, like he's in the coaches, he's actually in the restricted area. I don't know if you can really see that down at the bottom. He's in the restricted area, so he's, he's, he's not where he's supposed to be, and watch him after this call, and see what he does. And he throws his helmet, and, or throws his headset, and, and then kinda protests the call. Let's see if I can get it again here. He's in the restricted area. Here you go. He's, he doesn't know. This could be OPI. But he think, he's thinking it's some sort of other call because he's really upset. All right? So my question to, to Robert on this one, I'm going to go to Robert first. Robert, we got to do something about this one, right? We do. Uh, relative to the coach you're talking about? Or yes, to, yes, yeah. yes. One hundred percent. Let's talk about the play first unanimously. And I mean unanimously. And there have been so many tens of twenties of responses. This is a legal hit. No one has a foul. But ask yourselves during a game now, if you see your crewmate throwing, right, are you do you have the courage to bring in information so that we get it right as a crew? Because if you allow that back judge just to go in and report to the referee, we have some referees here who are viewing that said they're gonna they're they're gonna you know accept the information from the back judge. Who's the referee to challenge that? Uh, Bill has best practices on how to question to see if there's any chinks in the armor, of course. But in most cases, the referee is going to report the foul to the press box, right? So we have to be courageous as a crew uh, to bring in information, and as a, an official, as a back judge, we need to be receptive to a crewmate's information. And that would mean, hey, you're, you're not going to love your flag. Uh, that clean was shoulder to chest. Uh, yes, I know it's descent defenseless player, but uh, there was no launch, there was no aim, and there was no contact above the shoulders. <laughs> Let's pick this puppy up, right? And that's what you're going to have to explain to the coach. Now, Tim, you're asking something beyond that when you have the behavior of the coach on the sideline. And since I spoke so much, I'll let uh, you or Bill or, or Mike. <laughs> no, chime I in wanted on that. your opinion on, on that. I wanted your opinion on the coach. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have to do something about, about that. I mean, we have to. We have to. We cannot allow this type of behavior to occur on a sideline. I like Gene Jackson, who spoke on the previous play on that onside kick attempt. When we allow coaches onto the field and, and behave in a manner, the opposing coach witnesses that. So now they feel like the guardrails have expanded to allow certain behavior to be fair. If it's being allowed on one sideline, then it should be allowed on my sideline. So now you have an element of a game that's not going to be well received by your state administrators, let alone your own crew and the behavior of the contest in general. So how are you yeah. going to handle this? You, 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 you're going to throw a flag up and now we're going to talk about how we're going to administer the, the, the situation right. of this infraction, right? Are we going to give them a sideline warning? I know crews that do that. Yeah. Are we going to have something beyond no, that's, the sideline that's a, warning? You might. I don't. It, it's got to be flagged one way or the other. If you want to go sideline warning, because we're talking about, and, and I'm going to get to you, Mike, I see you. It's important on a play like this that, one, they, they hit, okay? It's an emotional game. If this is a playoff game. We're talking playoff game. This is huge. That play can swing the game, okay? So, so you, gotta, you, wanna, you wanna make them be big. It's gotta be big, it's gotta be legal. We're not gonna guess on these. Sure, we're we gonna err on player safety, absolutely. But 
make it be big. You get a coach who reacts like that, very least you're going with a sideline warning. And if you've already done something, then we're going to have to move on to the next. But that, ha that type of behavior, in my opinion, cannot be tolerated. It has to be addressed in some manner. You don't want to go 15 because you think it's going to impact the game? Fine. But you got to put a flag on the ground for something, in my opinion. All right, Mike, I saw you waving your hands there. What do you got, buddy? Well, the thing is, when you have a flag and the official also has information, I mean, probably that wing is going to be the one who's going to throw that flag for the coach on the field yelling at him. Another official has got to come and handle that coach so that that wing official can cleanly get to the back judge to communicate if he's got that as a legal hit. Because the last thing you want is for him to be tied up with that coach, and now the appearance is to the other coach, well, I got an injured player on the field, and you just let that coach talk us off of that foul. And because you're busy over there talking to him, I, I think we got to get the referee and the, uh, the that wing official and the back judge in a conference so we can handle whatever happens with that with that foul before we talk to either coach so that there's no appearance that there was any kind of influence from that coach's complaining. And then we definitely have to get in for unsportsmanlike conduct. I, I don't have this as a sideline warning at all. Well, that's fair. I mean, that's what you would go. I mean, I could support either based off of the game situation. And if you're there, you're the one who have to deal with the sideline the rest of the game. All right, let's go to our next one, our next play here. We're going we're gonna to pull the play up, go wide. All right, this is a, I want, this is a pass play. We're going to be looking down, and it's, it's potential DPI play. It's flagged for DPI. You're going to get a couple angles of it. You get the, you get the end zone shot. You're going to get a close-up and a replay of it. So here it is from the, the close-up, slow motion. Here it is again from the end zone, slow motion. So it was flagged as, it was flagged as DPI. I'll let it play through one more time so everybody can see it. So I'm going to, I'll start with Bill on this one as we let it play you know you see a play like this bill i mean what are you remember we, we always like to make the joke you and i on, on a lot of our our videos that that touching is not a foul and i got to remember that face guarding is no longer a foul in high school a few years ago this would have easily been a foul but you know on a play like this how would you want it ruled and how do you think you would rule on it it's pass interference. Uh, okay. He's playing through him. He might be looking back at the ball, but that's almost a cop-out look uh, that, so he can get away with the contact. Um, you still can't – you can. You don't have a right to restrict the other player who, who's got a right to that area, and that's what he's doing. So he's restrict. okay, so that's what, that's what you have. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – we'll go to Mike here real quick. Mike – on this play, do you have DPI as well? I do, but I will also point out that I've got some comments um, from the YouTube chat on this one. It's it's kind of split. Um, we have some folks that are saying it's clean and some folks that are saying it's DPI. Um, not a lot of ambiguity in the middle, but um, I think there's a consensus that we don't have the greatest look, although we do have the end zone view this time that you were asking for on the earlier play. Um, my DPI in this play is definitely a physical restriction, and he, there is no way he's playing football. He is driving this this receiver away from where he wants to go by basically having his uh, his arm across his upper body and neck 
So I, I don't see this as even borderline face guarding. This is this is a physical restriction. All right, physical physical restriction. I, I like that. All right, Robert, I threw up the text line. What are uh, you know? Mike said the YouTube guys. People are kind of like fifty fifty. What what is it in our world now? Okay, in our world, in our text magic number eight four 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 three seven four three four five is unanimous. Everyone has DPI. <laughs> Everyone has DPI. No one on the fence. Uh, maybe maybe it's coming in clearer on on the um, mibtonline.com channel. So uh, that's where we sit here, Tim. All right. So here's the funny thing: is like I won't I won't disagree with with the with you guys, but I I'm going to point out a couple things on this that I I want to discuss real quick just so people understand. Well, first, remember, if you're going to call this DPI, which I don't have a problem with, but you better put it in a category. What's the category? You know, Mike threw out some words. Is this early contact not playing the ball? Is this an arm bar? Is this a playing through the man? What is it? Have a category when you call it because what you're most likely going to get is the face guard is not a foul in high school anymore. And he's looking back. He's looking back for the ball. You're going to hear stuff like that, which whatever, that's fine. But have it, have the category, have the category ready to go. If I'm calling DPI in this, I'm going to say early contact and he wasn't playing the ball because because what it, you know, it does. There's some question. Is he going back? Is he restricting the player? Maybe you got that. Maybe he said it's not really a grab and restrict, but maybe it was a cut. I mean, it's not really a cutoff either, but you can kind of go you know which way you're going to go but just have a category don't just say it's dpi because it's funky funky's not a foul that's one another one another bills thing funky is not a foul you got to have a category for it one last thing i want to point out here for, as from a mechanic standpoint is and you know and i'm going to pull up the draw so i can so i can really show everybody what we're talking about here so here's the play again and you kind of can see i don't know if you can see out out here you can see I want to show you, look at our H, okay, what our H is doing, all right? What's he doing? You know, he's kind of walking, all right? And you'll see it better here, all right? And I'm just, the only point I'm going to make here is that I don't care what type of shape you're in or whatever, but this stuff shows up on film. It would have been nice to see this official. Is he going to get all the way down here? Absolutely not. But it would have been nice to see just a tad more hustle. Show a little bit of effort, just a little bit of effort, because, like I said, I'm not trying to be critical, even though it probably sounds like I am. It's just this stuff shows up on film, and when we get to that, when we get to that, when we're when we're showing it on film, it's unfortunate because we'll see it, and a coach will see it, or an evaluator will see it, and if this was a banger banger play, now that people are going to say you were out of position and blah 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 blah. So just remember that when you are officiating. Try to get yourself in a position to make the call. Um, Robert, real quick, anything else? Or can we move on? Are we good? I think we can move on, Tim. We're good. All right, we can move on. All right, let's go to our next play. We're, uh, we're knocking these out. We're gonna, like I said, I told everybody we're gonna run just a tad late, late tonight because this is all good stuff. Now this one, this one is Bill Lemagne all the way. So Bill, this one is in your wheelhouse. This is the call that you probably had to deal with the most. And this is one of those calls that if you're out there as a referee, this is your one of your bread and butter calls and you, you gotta be ready for it. All right, I'm gonna pull down the text line and here we go. Here's the play, focus in on the refer or focus in on the quarterback. You're gonna get a couple views of this. You're gonna get a close up view of this. Here we go. 
There's the ball. The ball is actually going the other way. And I'm going to play it again, and I want you to look at the referee. The referee is going to come in and signal this as an incomplete pass. That's what he has. All right. But look at the close-up. You know, you have to ask yourself, like I said, this is the referee's bread and butter. You're going to see these. These are big plays. These are turnovers. These are potential uh, momentum swings if the, if the defense gets the ball. So it's important that we get this call right. Bill, you ruled on many of these throughout your career. On this play, what do you think? You're, how, how are you going to rule? Are you, and, and give us some philosophy. Remind us of the philosophy of how we make the judgment as a referee on a play like this. Well, if you have doubt, uh, we've always said go pass because it, you don't want to have a cheap turnover. You know, the, the offensive line doesn't know where the ball is. The defensive line does. Do uh, you want to have a cheap turnover? The critical thing to it is, is that you have to recognize when a quarterback is it right now in that position where he he's locked on a receiver. I want to know about that quarterback's arm and that hand, particularly the hand. Um, and that's I need to put all my attention there. If I miss a holding call, so what? But I need to know who's going to possess this football, whether it's because I rule it an incomplete pass or because and the offense keeps the ball or I rule it a, a fumble and most likely the defense recovers the ball. So, you know, the, the most important thing I've got right now, as soon as he locks on is to narrow my point of vision and get to that hand of the quarterback. Um, I've got a fumble. Uh, I think he, I don't think I, I, he took it off his hand uh, prior to the hand starting forward. The hand came forward. It was empty. So um, it, this one's a fumble. All right, so you got a, a fumble, and you know we've talked about before, and and maybe we can just real quick about like the direction of the ball, like making making that judgment. Like you talked about when this happens, yeah, we have to focus. But what are some tricks to like if I see the ball do this, or if I see the ball do that? I know if there's any doubt, we don't want to give a tr cheap turnover. But when a ball comes back at me as a as a referee, I'm thinking fumble because how does a pass go backwards? Yeah, I mean he took it right off his hand. Um... So that, that might be one, one clue to it. Um, you know, you look, if the ball comes out of his hand for, or looks like it came out of his hand forward, you look for a possibility of, of the, the, is the ball in a good spiral? Is it wobbling? Is it, you know, you look for, if it was loose in his hand, did he push it forward rather than throw it forward? Um, so you, you look for things like that. You might even... You might even look at the quick reaction of the quarterback. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. go for the ball, right? <laughs> if he turns around and dives for the thing, I'm telling you, I hope you were patient on your whistle because it's a fumble. It's you know, a fumble. He knew it. You know? uh, he, exactly. All right, Robert. Uh, any uh, disagreements? Yeah. Agreements? What, what do you got? All the viewers on this side are saying it's a fumble, but Brian from Alaska says. There is a positive takeaway in that the referee was coming in hard to sell the decision. That's what we have to do, right? We have to be compelling when we make a decision. I don't disagree with that at all. I disagree with the call. I agree with sure. Bill. But sure. I am with, with – yeah, he made the call. We don't have replay. Yeah. We talked about this on our best right. practices. You know, the call on the field stands. Guess what? <laughs> the call on the field stands. And he made a call – Oh, well, I'll look at the film and be better the next time. But uh, anything else before we can uh, move on here? We can move on, Tim. Great stuff. Yeah.
we can move on. All right, we're going to go to our next play. We'll get that ready to go. Just a few more here. This is a good one. This is one of my favorite ones, and I think it's because I think it's really going to break us down as to when the game matters in these tight playoff games that could determine if somebody advances or not. And we don't want to be part of it. We don't want to be called into question. We want our calls to be strong. So this is one of those where I think is a great discussion. So it's all going to happen. I'm pulling down the text. It's all going to happen at the end of the play here. So as we go, you're going to see it's a, a pass that's caught. Now watch what happens at the end of the play. We got this, and then there's like, whoops, you know, you got, you're going to see slow motion, and it's like, all right, you know. So the question is, and I'll let it play one more time. I'm going to let it play in real time, and I'll start out with Mike on this one. So Mike, we'll get Mike's opinion on it. Here you go. You'll see it again in slow motion, close up. So the question becomes, on a play like this, do you want to, is this, a, a UNR. Are we, are, you know, are we calling this an unnecessary roughness, or is this just a slip on the mat? You know, where, where is that line drawn, Mike, in your eyes on a play like this? What do you think? Well, anytime the contact starts clearly in bounds, with th this contact certainly did start in bounds. I'm looking for a distinct second act out of bounds, and uh, that just doesn't happen here. He he continues going to the ground. He doesn't spin him he doesn't throw him he actually ends up separating from him as they hit the ground um so no this is not any this is not a foul for unnecessary roughness so you here we'll play you're seeing us play one more time so there you go he's slipping his own you know is this his own accord or you know separation blah 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 so yep so that's what mike has mike doesn't have this as a foul which uh well i think i might agree with you mike and here's my my take on this before we go to go to robert <laughs> it looks bad. We mentioned this before. Funky is not a foul. It looks funky, but is it a foul? You have to break it down. You can't sometimes your your gut might tell you, well, it looks bad and it could happen over there and they're going to be mad, but it doesn't matter because if you throw a 15-yard penalty for a guy slipping on a mat, it could change the game. It can change the momentum of a game and when it's undeserved. So take your time. See the whole play. Know what you call. A play like this, there might be people out there who disagree and think maybe the contact, whether it was a second act, he pulled them, which caused the slip. If that's what you have, then hopefully you'll be able to explain it. I don't agree with it. I think, and it wasn't called, by the way. There was no foul called on this play. But uh, I, I just, it's a very good one to point out about not having those, you know, taking a second to take a second look. Robert. Tell us what's going on out there in, in the in the uh, chat world and the text world. Yeah, everyone everyone supports that there's no foul here. There was a slip, and although some say yeah, it's it's deep in the into the zone, meaning in the white as we would say, uh, but th there's no leverage uh, hit there. There's no second act like Mike said. Now it's very important as officials to come in as a back judge, as a wing pivot kid in there and be vocal, visible, and in the vicinity to prevent anything extra. Because you're going to have emotions, right? You're going to have emotions. Brian from Alaska is mentioning, okay, when you have a ball handler going into his own sideline and uh, there's a questionable hit, was, was it late, was it not? You're, you're, you may have some vocal and, and, and some players and coaches go out of their minds trying to vocalize their, their influence on an official, but you got to get in there 
get that player out of there, get that defender out of there and uh, mitigate that, that emotion that's occurring in that zone. No, I think that's a good point. And because you're going to have people who might be upset about it, but I, I agree, no foul. And uh, let's move on to our next play. We're just rolling along here. All right, so pull the text line down. So you see the shadow, the shadow. So this is obviously the, the player we are going to focus on, on this play. And for all you back judges out there, this is a this one might be in your wheelhouse or you know line scrimmage too. But you can see what happens. Ends up looking like a screen, and then we've got this block. And you're going to get a close up of it here. So your the, the question for the group and for for everybody out there is: you see our player. It ends up being an incomplete pass, an incomplete screen pass. But do and it, there is a flag, illegal blindside block, or are we gonna are we going legal on this one? first. So that's the first question you need to ask yourself. Are you calling this an illegal blindside block? We did a whole thing on crackback blocks the other day on our TikTok feed about, yeah, this is a block against the grain, but and this is this looks to be illegal and our back judge is right on it in in regards to he throws his flag and he's he's deeming this as an illegal blindside block. But the point being is that, and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to bring Robert in first on this because Robert is the, is the back judge of our group here, about all the traffic here and being able to stay with your key on a play like this or even go to zone, and this is right down the middle, to be able to pick up a potential safety foul like this. So going to Robert, Robert, do you have this? Would you agree with the back judge on, the, on this play with a, a, an illegal blindside block? And talk about how... When you're working a play like this, kind of moving through the the noise to get to a block like this. Yeah, this one does jump out at me, and and I'm gonna communicate. I'm gonna throw my flag. I got a flag for a personal foul, blindside block on this play, and I'm gonna use some key words to on my O2O so the wing official can share with the uh, the coach because they're gonna ask, what did he do? He crouched and he thrusted. Now, one may even say, oh, gosh, but he extended his arms. No, no, he crouched and he thrusted. That's the force. The arm extension happened after, right? So I got three elements. I had a crouch and I had a thrust, and then you had a, the release of the arms. But that's that's very important because I'm going to support this flag. I'm going to love my flag. I'm going to make it be there because it is a safety foul, and uh, and that's how, I, that's how I'm going to explain it on the old 2 0 as far as progressing from the outside receiver coming in, well, that's kind of easy. When, as a back judge, um, if you get in a natural uh, condition to allow the play to develop in front of you, this play does just exactly that. It actually evolves right in front of you. You don't have to search for anything. That's where all the action's at. There's spacing everywhere else. If you're looking anywhere else, then you're looking at air. Because look how much wide space there is, except for that contact. So the back judge, there's really no excuse for you passing on this situation. You should have your eyes here and a flag down on this play. All right, so that's what Robert has, and, and, and he agrees. So one of the things I, I want to talk about is the, the penalty enforcement on this play. If you know it, it was flagged for an illegal blindside block, and as Robert pointed out rightfully so because it sure does appear to be that so if you look you know there's the play go back wide on the play so you're asking yourself oh, what type of play is this now it's an incomplete pass so these are all important things what's the result of the play the result of the play is an incomplete pass 
we have a foul for an illegal blindside block. Where does that foul occur? That foul occurs beyond the neutral zone, beyond the line of scrimmage, right? Because our line of scrimmage is, well, we'll call it, looks like the 16-ish. We don't get the best angle here. But that's definitely down maybe right at the, maybe right at the 15, maybe right at the line of scrimmage. But we'll say it's beyond the line of scrimmage. So if it's beyond the line of scrimmage, we have a loose ball play, incomplete pass, all right? So, all right, this is great. We've got a loose ball play, incomplete pass, a foul by the, by the offensive team, okay? So where are we going to – this is a basic spot enforcement. Our basic spot on this play is the previous spot. So it's not the spot of the foul. Why? Because the foul occurs – doesn't occur behind the basic spot. It occurs beyond it. So our basic spot is the is the line of scrimmage, the previous line of scrimmage, the previous spot. We would walk this 15-yard penalty from the 16 or the 17, wherever the previous spot ended up being on this play. Remember that, that, that that's important because now we have an incomplete pass. So that's the other thing because what are we going to do with the clock? All right, what are we going to do with the clock on this one? Oh, yeah, it's an incomplete pass, Tim. The clock should start on the snap. What if we're under two minutes? What if we're under two minutes? Uh, and uh, I see Mike. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Mike on this one. Mike, what, what if we're uh, under, under two minutes, Mike, and, and, and I'm the team that, you know, that's down, uh, or I'm the, and, and I want, I want uh, or I'm the team that's up, and I want the, this clock. You know, hey, I got this rule. I can start the clock, right? Because I have a penalty. I have a penalty. Can I start? If I'm that team that, that wants that clock to start, I don't want this incomplete pass. Do I have that ability to do that? You got it, you got it backwards, Coach. Um, you can only uh, go on the snap if you want to. You can't change a snap into going on the ready. So, yeah, no. remember but, that. Uh, we have a number of guys, uh, people in the chat asking about whether the umpire could reliably watch this block because the umpire has linemen and the umpire has the pass helping on the pass complete or incomplete um can we uh discuss briefly the umpire's uh, progression uh, keys and mechanics on how he might um, be able to see or not see this block absolutely so i'm not putting this on the umpire at all because the umpire is focusing on on the line of scrimmage uh players or i mean well, i should say the linemen he's looking at the linemen uh, could he be moving up maybe a little bit? He is. He's starting to walk. He's starting to walk up. But he's still, I mean, he's looking at this back zone. He's catching this. He's not seeing this player come across the top and make this block. If he catches it, he's catching it at the end. He's not seeing the full block. So I, I'm, not, I'm not putting this one on the umpire at all. He catches the end of it. And, you know, if, if we, we always preach about seeing the beginning, middle, the end. Just because we see a guy on the ground doesn't necessarily mean if I'm the umpire, I'm throwing on this. This is the back judge's key the whole way or in his zone the whole way, back judge, back judge, back judge. And I'm glad the back judge got it because this was, this was a, a biggie on this. So before we, uh, before we move on to our next one, Robert, any, anybody else on this one want to – are we done? Are we good? We're great. Yeah, we can move on. All right, let's move on. A few more, guys. Stick with us. We're trying to, we're, we only got two more plays, and we're doing pretty well. So we're only about 10 minutes over. Uh, and so just stick with us here. We're almost done. All right, this is a good one, okay? This, this is a philosophy one. And this is one of those where, once again, we want them to be big. And this could be or this might not. I'm going to be curious to hear everybody's opinion. And I'm going to – Bill is on the clock on this one. Bill Lamagne, we're going to go to you first on this. All right, so here you go. 
focus in on our player here that is highlighted. You're going to see this from two different angles. You're going to see this from this angle. You're going to get the end zone shot as well. Question is, is this holding or is this not? Is this a legal block or is this holding? You'll get the end zone shot here. You'll also get a replay of it in slow motion. So here we go. Number 10 there on the outside. Is this a hold or is this just overpowering? He turns the corner. It's definitely point of attack. Here we'll start at the beginning in real time again, just so everybody can see. Here you go. There it is from the side. That tells us one, that tells us one thing. Now let's look at the end zone shot in real time. This tells us something else. Here we go. You're going to see it now in slow motion on this play. And it's kind of tight, you know, but definitely point of attack. Definitely something that needs to be addressed one way or the other. So, Bill, what do you got? If, you know, if, you, if you're the referee, catch this from behind, or you happen to be the, uh, the, the wing official or something, what, what, are you, what are you calling on this? The offensive player's put himself in jeopardy because he's, at one point he's got his left arm to the outside with the, and grabbing the arm. And then as the play moves, his right arm is to the outside too. He's not keeping the hands inside tight. Uh, if he'd have kept the hands inside, he might have even had a good grab of the jersey and just overpowered him, he'd have been okay. But when the hands get outside and that type of a takedown occurs, offensive holding. So showing it again, you've got so you just you've got the hold here. Is that what you're saying? Just make yes, sure. Sir. So you got a hold. Here you go. You'll see it one more time. All right, here we go. Hold. I, I like Bill's breakdown, especially even on the slow motion, because you can see right now he's he's already outside. He's he, I mean he's kind of outside the frame. He's got an arm here that's to the left, and then you know now if he lets go, he's probably all right. But now he's not. You know, he's, does he get back around him? But he's still got that hold. Does he let him release? I you know I. I can see where maybe somebody would pass on that because they might think 10, he got around. Does he keep his feet? Yeah, but I think he's using a, a lot of arms, so I tend to agree with Bill. He's also I, been I, turned to the inside. I mean, he, his back is totally to the runner as the runner goes to the outside. That's not where that defender wants to be. No, that's a great point. That's not where the defender wants to be. So Bill's going going holding on this one, and like I said, I, I agree. I see Mike raising his hand, so before we go to Robert, Mike, what do you got? YouTube is consistent. Good block. Good. They, they like that. They don't. They don't the, want uh, defender, this call as a hold, huh? Their their um the opinion is that the defender took a route to the inside and the uh, the blocker took him where he wanted to go. That's interesting. Here we'll go back to it. Here, they're saying that he took the route to the inside. You know, it's funny because that's. But let's talk about that. That's a great point. Does he does he go to the inside? And you know what? I'm gonna actually pull up the draw feature here, and then we're gonna to go to Robert and see what everybody's saying on the other side. So here it is again. You see him? All right. So now, right there, you know, does he go like he comes? He tries to go to the inside. The runner actually jukes him to the inside. So the runner tries to juke to the inside, and then so does number. So the defender looks like he's going to the inside, and now needs to go back to the outside. So that's the, the thought is that we're going back, we'll go to the end zone shot here is that right now he wants to go back in. It's kind of jerky at that point, of course, so you don't, you see it better on the side shot, but maybe on the slow motion. So he's riding him to the outside. Now he wants to go back in and now the guy takes it back outside. 
So I, I don't know if I agree with that. And the only reason is because I think the defender is playing. We, 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 preach, we preach that we want the defender to continue to play football, to not just give up. If I'm trying to move to the inside, I'm trying because I see the runner go to the inside. So I'm going to go to the inside, and now the runner kicks out. I guess the argument can be, well, if I wasn't holding him as the offensive player, the player's still going to juke back around to the outside, and he's probably going to miss the tackle anyway. Well, then let him go. Let him go. Don't get outside the frame. And if you're the official, if you're on YouTube and you think, well, this isn't enough for me, fine. Then, then, then if you can explain it that way, then fine. I, you know, this was called by the, this was called a hold by the by the sideline official. So I mean, I don't necessarily have an issue with the call. I can understand why maybe some people wouldn't call it though. All right, Robert, you're up, buddy. What do you, what do we got in chat land or text land or whatever? You know, many viewers have it as a hold, but there are some who arguing that the blocker pancaked them. You know, give them a sticker those type of comments too. So we, we have some real strong, great block viewers, but we have a lot of viewers that claim this is a hold. Uh, that's where we sit here, Tim. That's where we sit. So just here's the thing. These are why we get paid the big bucks. We say make it big. If you don't think it's big enough, if you want to pass on it because you don't believe it's big enough and it didn't have an, a, enough effect on the play for you, well, then you can explain it that way. And we shall move on. All right, on to our final play of the evening. And uh, this is one of those where I'm glad I was able to find because let me get the draw function up before we go to the play. This is, you know, offensive pass interferences are tough to find from time to time. And so this is, a, this is I'm glad we were able, I'm glad I was able to, to find something like this that we can discuss for our last play. All right, let's go wide on it. You can see that the player is highlighted. We're going to keep an eye on that player. And here you go. You got a pass. All right, you're going to get a close-up. Is, is this a OPI? Is this a, a box out? Is, it, is number eight boxing out the defender, not allowing him to get to, to the pass? So here you go again. We're going to show it. And Robert, you're going to be up on this one first because you're the back judge. And even though the, the strength is to the other side, no, actually, I guess... I guess, yeah, I know, the strength is to the other side. You're probably going to move over here pretty quick because there's nothing going on up to the top. So if you see this, if you see this receiver do that, is that enough? Do, do, do you think that that's enough for OPI? Is number eight preventing by this type of contact the defender from being able to make a play on this ball? So, Robert, what do you have? No, I'm not going to love my flag. It didn't even look that promising in slow motion. So I'm not searching to throw my flag. Uh, I'm aware of the situation, but no, to me, it's just not enough. All right, it's not enough for Robert. How about Mr. Uh, Bill Lamagne? Bill, is that going to be enough for you? I think it's suspect. Uh, he had the intent of trying to get somebody into somebody, but he wasn't very successful at it. So he's off the hook, no, no OPI. So you're going no OPI. And finally, Mike, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there in YouTube land that might have an idea on this. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, they have not, not enough contact. There's no, and my, my words would be no material restriction. So um, yeah, he's allowed to get to a spot without contact. He's not allowed to box out physically. 
But um, that defender doesn't appear to lose anything, um, and there's so there's no material restriction. So let's go back no to problem. the play because that's a good point about not not losing anything. You know, the, the the wide shot, you know, slow motion. Does he really take away? Is this? I mean, is he just getting in the way? Is it? You know, that's a really good point. I would say when a play like this happens, though, we better be aware of it. We better be we better be you know on our game and be able to explain why um why we aren't going to call you know a, a something like this so before we call it a night I, there's something serious that I, i'd like to talk about before before we leave and i'm not going to show it because i think we've all seen it um there was an incident in the in one of the nfl games incident whatever you want to call it where the officials were asking for an autograph or what appeared to be allegedly because we don't know exactly what was being asked for that's very important but this is about perception, okay? The perception is that they were asking for an autograph. And as officials, we have to be aware, especially these high-profile playoff games as we start to move up through the levels. We're being looked at through a microscope, okay? It's just the way it is. It's just part of what we do. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. But we have to understand that going into these games, how we walk. The minute we get out of our cars and start walking into a building, or walking into a locker room, we're being judged. In the locker room, we're being judged. How you leave the locker room after the game, before the game, how you act during in the locker room, you're being judged. When you walk out, you're being judged. It, it, everything you do, is it fair? It's not fair. No, it's not fair at all. But just understand that you are, and when you go to these games, be as professional as possible. I've got one last thing that I'm going to throw up here, and it's, it's probably it's our motto. It's the thing we do the most. You know what we we want to make sure whatever happens, make them be big. Whatever you call, whatever you call this playoff season, whatever it is, make them be big. That's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. But before we do that, I want to say I want to round around and say thank you to our panel. There he is, Mike. Any last comments or anything that anybody has to say before we call it tonight? I want to thank you for being here all season, for all the work that you've done to help make our officials better. Thank you very much. Do you got anything uh, to add here before we call it a night? Hey, it was a great meeting. Um, the, the audience here was a, was a really great audience. Um, there was a lot of good comments. Um, it was a real honor to be part of the panel for the whole year, too. I, you do such a great job curating plays. And uh, just when you threw that OPI one at the end, I was like, yes, you know, I can't get enough of the OPI decisions. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a great organization to be a part of. Well, Mike, really appreciate the, the work that you do and, and, and you know, being out there and, and, and taking some time because this is, does take some time to, to do this. So, so thank you a ton. Um, Mr. Bill Lamagne, Taking the time as well. He's going to be on the road. You're going to see Bill here, Bill, all the way through the national championship. Right, Bill? He got lots of lots more football coming your way. Oh, yeah. We got a few more weeks to go. And then the bowl games, playoffs, championship. Uh, but um, just remember about the perception reality thing. You know, you can do something about reality. Um, but when it comes to perception, you put it in the hands of other people. It's not in your hands anymore. And they're going to twist it, turn it, because of their views on things. So, you know, be, be smarter what you do. And especially, you know, uh, years ago when I was 
just starting out in officiating or in the middle of my officiating, everybody didn't walk around with an iPhone and a camera or taking pictures or videos. Uh, and that's happening everywhere now. You, you, you know, be, be careful what you do out there, whether somebody's got a camera or not. Uh, you need to be totally professional about, about your approach to this. I couldn't agree more. And it's unfortunate sometimes, but yep, that's where. But thank you for all the work that you do for, for football officials and for being with us. Really appreciate it. Not a problem. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Robert Yabara. Any last-minute text, questions, any comments or anything like that? But, of course, thank you for all the work that you've done this year as well. Well, you're, you're the one who's steering the ship, Tim. You, uh, you facilitated a fantastic meeting tonight. We had hundreds of viewers with us, great comments, great questions, great engagement. That's what this uh, organization's all about is to make, make it be there and make, improve the game through the officials. So excellent job. It's an honor to be here on the panel. Thank you. All right, Robert. Well, thank you very much. I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight. This was a lot of fun. We're going to enter the playoffs better for it, all of us. When you go out there, make them be big. Make them be big. Don't search for them. They'll come to you. If they, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a foul. Don't, don't overthink it. Penalty enforcement. Make sure we do that right. Take our time with penalty enforcement. You know, know the type of play, know the result of the play. Do the things, you know, do the mechanics. Roll the clock when you're supposed to roll the clock. Kill the clock when you signal. Signal a possession. Do the things. Look crisp. And guess what? We're going to all look great moving on to next year. We will be back after the first of the year. We'll pull Mr. Lamagna in. He'll probably have some great stories to tell us about all the bowl games that he got to do. So you don't want to miss that. Some crazy plays, I'm sure, will happen. They do every year. For MIBTOnline.com, I want to thank everybody who watched, all our subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, please consider being a subscriber. Um, if you are not a football official, hopefully you learned something today. Follow us on all our social media stuff, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You're, always, I'm gonna, you're, you're gonna see me for a long, I, I'm gonna do stuff all the time. So we're, you know, we might be done with our live meetings, but you'll still see some stuff from me as we continue throughout the playoffs until the end of the year. Until 2023, God willing and all, We'll see you then. I'm Tim Kiefer from MIBTownline.com. Have a great night and good luck in the playoffs. Make them be big.